Hey everybody and welcome to TalkChain, the podcast where we get into all things crypto. My name is Matt, Rob's above us. Hi guys. And today we're going to talk about Bank of America being threatened by cryptocurrencies. Nice article by Coindesk that came out to describe what uh, Bank of America is sort of thinking. We're also going to talk about a potential partnership between Nano and Twitch that I that we've been reading about and whether or not it's a legitimate partnership or just some sort of third-party app. So let's get into it. Market cap today, $430 billion. Red pretty much across the board, but nothing substantial. If I look at the Bitcoin chart real quick, I'm only going to go quick because I know Rob hates it, but Hate we're, it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we've almost pretty much broken down this uh, this bullish trend line that I had going on yesterday, and I mentioned that there'd be some consolidation in the next few days, so I don't necessarily think that this bearish trend is going to continue. Going to wait to see where the candle closes today, but uh, in the next few days, we're definitely going to see whether or not we're going to switch from uh, slightly bearish to slightly bullish, and uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's tough for uh, for people to expect it to go from six thousand to like eleven thousand, and then kind of maintain either at that level or keep going up. So, standard correction, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, I went into some depth yesterday about. Uh, higher highs and lower lows when you're looking at doing any sort of technical analysis so we're kind of in an unknown area right now where this could find support and then continue to make higher highs and be bullish or uh, you know the opposite could happen and we make lower lows and, and continue bearish so a little bit of uncertainty I'd say and uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and hope for the best so <clears throat> uh, Bank of America announced didn't really announce they they <clears throat> released an earnings statement or some sort of uh, financial document that outlined their their business plan and what they think of risks that are to their business and things like that and they brought up cryptocurrencies which i think is a is a new thing so just them bringing up crypto in general i think is is interesting the things that they seem to be worried about is uh the know your customer type things which i'm not entirely sure what they mean by that or if it's just an excuse for them to stop people from using their bank to acquire cryptocurrency mm -hmm. so if you can't get the know your customer verification down then they're just going to say well look if you're going to use our bank of america service you can't actually do anything crypto related because there's no uh know your customer thing no know your customer uh support for that so I don't, it's not clear to me whether or not that's the thing. And they, they also bring up how um, using crypto is going to supersede things like sanctions or foreign corruption laws, which it's it's possible, it's true, but I don't know if, if they're sort of justifying them not going forward with crypto for these reasons. Yeah, I think that they're going to be looking for some excuses. I think you'll see some more as, as time goes on. There's going to be uh, some pushback, like, I think that they've known all along that there is a minor threat, and as um, and as crypto has gained uh, some steam in like the media and and is doing well, uh, the markets are doing well. This is really the first time that they've actually admitted in public that it's something that could threaten their business, which is good for crypto overall. But uh, I think you'll start to see. Uh, again, just stronger pushback 
on uh, on people being able to access it through their bank. Yeah, and I am almost convinced that that's what what the the direction is from from this these statements. But it, it's definitely something that that is a, is inevitable. So these know your customer regulations that exist they exist for a reason, and uh, the government's very careful in making sure that money that's passed that passes through hands aren't used for terrorism or drug drug trading and things like that so crypto is going to have to catch up to this especially when it comes to uh, coins that are privacy coins so i'm a little bit weary about the privacy coins uh, compared to any other coin because the government's not going to allow money to transfer hands without there being any sort of identity so we've talked before about how nano or not nano i have nano on the mind how neo (laughs) is being very careful to ensure that a digital identity is is maintained when it comes to doing uh any sort of things in their platform ether doesn't really have that right now but we did talk about what was it a week ago rob about that one coin that is uh going to uh force people it's a platform god i wish i remembered the name of that coin you got to go back but it's uh, for, for digital identity, basically, and corporations can issue tokens, but it's all through the, the platform that forces people to register with them. Oh, Polymath? And, Is that what we're talking yes, about? Polymath. Yes, Polymath. Yeah. Bobby, coming in strong. Thank yeah. God. So <laughs> if Polymath can become a, a successful platform, then thing, the Know Your Customer thing regulation that Ether currently doesn't support uh, will no longer be an issue. So, yeah, well, that's what the security securities tokens are for. Yeah, uh, they have to follow all of the SEC's requirements. So that will help. And for the for the privacy coins, I think it's tough. I think that I think there's eventually going to be some sort of a happy medium between Bitcoin, where everybody can see everything that you do, and Monero, where where nobody can see anything that you do and there's going to be some sort of like selective um selective shared uh information Hmm. because like for example let's say 10 years from now these become incredibly mainstream if i want to get like a, a tinder account and i don't want people to know i want a tinder account but the only way to pay for it is with bitcoin then it's kind of out there for everybody to see. Um, and it, so that's where something like Monero would come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, right now it's being used for uh, some less than ideal things um, on the dark web. But there, I think there's, there is that happy medium that's, that's bound to happen where it's selective privacy. Yeah, and I guess, uh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, and, and basically, if the government, if there's a way to make the, the transaction private from everybody except for, say, a government agency, that might be one way to get around it. I don't know how, how people feel about that. Obviously, if, if you want privacy, you want privacy from everybody, but if you're going to have a coin in a country that has rules, then some, something's going to have to give here, so... Yeah, I don't know. I still, I think uh, I have a, some Monero in my holdings right now because I think there's potential for a privacy coin. But that that issue of 
true privacy from all government entities, I think, has to be addressed before before I can really get on board with it, because I think that's going to be a very a huge roadblock for them. Well, it's tough because Monero's one of very few uh, cryptocurrencies with actual use, with people yeah. are actually using the currency. So yeah, um, yeah, there is a a big reason that it's doing so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the other thing that the Bank of America uh, that they mention in this form is that uh, as a as a threat to their business is actually as competition for. Uh, things like credit and that they can people can use crypto instead of using things like um, other other products that they mentioned so this is the standard threat that we would expect that people use cryptocurrencies instead of using other um, other means of transaction mediums <clears throat> so they mentioned that uh, they don't have very much support at all for crypto and that if they're going to stay competitive in this area, that they're going to have to put a lot of resources into cryptocurrencies. So this is great news, I think, personally, because the my love of free markets and capitalism basically means that unless these companies that exist adapt to the new environment, they're not going to be able to survive. So if Bank of America can put resources towards developing an exchange or developing a way to use cryptocurrencies better I think that that would be fantastic and uh, yeah and it's it's gonna happen eventually but to see it actually coming from Bank of America I think is uh, good news well I think the hardest part for um, the Bank of America will be uh, teaching front-end staff about it mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing to understand mm -hmm. uh, without some I really you have to, you kind of have to learn about programming and economics and you have to learn about the different exchanges and the websites and then people then the Bank of America will have to build their own crypto probably mm -hmm. um, and then they'll have to teach teaching their tellers about it mm -hmm. who probably don't have uh, a great education and might not be even interested in learning anything about this yeah um will be a, a really big challenge for them yeah those tellers they they basically have no education they're barely employable well no i'm saying if they're getting they're, it's a teller getting paid 15 bucks an hour they're gonna have to understand uh, a pretty complicated system and yeah. it's gonna require a significant amount of training on a complicated subject yeah That's definitely take, it'll take months if not years to teach them about it yeah, and they're the they're the second largest bank in the U.S., so there's a ton of people involved, and I think that that is a it's going to be a huge thing for them if they're going to roll out a lot of support. But it's hard to know where they're going to find where they're going to want to input themselves into this uh, area. So they talk about uh, internet payment systems. So yeah, there's a bunch of different things that they could do. Um, and they're going to have to choose what their expertise is at Bank of America and sort of go with that. But to, to have it on their radar, I think, is a good thing. And uh, we'll keep an eye out on the future and see what Bank of America has to offer. Definitely. So the last thing we're going to talk about is support for Twitch and Nano. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's uh, rumors going around that Twitch and Nano have partnered. And Rob, what do you think? Is that, uh, is that true? 
Uh, no, it's definitely not true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. So what's happened is one upcoin, which is basically a third party payment processor is allowing Twitch accounts to be paid with nano now. So, um, the one upcoin has been around for a while. They already accept, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash, Litecoin, Ethereum, and now they're accepting Nano. Mm -hmm. So the entire time Twitch users who have used 1UpCoin have been able to access these other four currencies, uh, but are now getting access to Nano, which is great for Nano and uh, great for uh, Twitch and the people who are using it because I think it, it creates um, more of a use case for people who have an interest in using it as an actual currency and rather than uh, just hoping the value goes up and holding it mm -hmm. the entire time, but yeah, um, I think I think it's a good space to get into because these the people who are who have set up Twitch accounts and the people who are watching people play video games are already interested in technology, so it gives them more access to crypto and it'll maybe be uh, more transitional. For mm -hmm. them. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, it's just great to see that kind of adoption in an area where there's probably a lot of crossover between cryptocurrency holders and Twitch players. Yeah, for sure, because anyone who's who's setting up an account obviously has uh, an interest in crypto and giving them more access to a wider variety other than uh, really this the same coins that are operating on Coinbase. Mm -hmm. um, is good for everybody. <clears throat> yeah, and it seems like it's not, you know, this this website, I'm not sure how long it's been up, but just to see that some third party can come in and connect two separate services between and those being like Twitch and, uh, and cryptocurrencies, I think it's great. And hopefully we see more of that as we move forward. I think you will. And our viewers can look forward to our link to one upcoin account, which will probably be coming soon. Yes. So please donate after you hear all this great advice that we're giving. Yeah. All right, guys. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for watching. Rob and I are going to come here every day. Well, almost every day if we can and try and break down what's going on in the crypto world. Please leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about Bank of America or one upcoin. And uh, I've started posting on Steam, so find our post there and like it and upvote it and subscribe. And anything else, Bob? Don't forget to share Reddit, Facebook, uh, anywhere else that uh, you think people might like it. Yes, please share it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend who doesn't know anything about crypto to watch us. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. Take care.